Welcome back to Break the Cycle, where we break the stigma and discuss everything from colorism to toxic aunties. In today's episode, we wanted to talk about struggling with mental health. I think one of the most annoying things about struggling with mental health in the brown community is that a lot of times it's disregarded. I know. And like, especially if you're in a brown household, they'll, they don't really believe that mental health is a thing. Mental illness is a thing. They're like, you're fine. You're just overthinking it. You're just, you'll be fine. Just like, just like pray it away or just like. Just, too much stress. Yeah. You're on your phone too much. They'll resort to crazy methods. Cause like, if you think about it, it's because that's what their parents told them when they were younger. And honestly, it's just important to figure out that what you're dealing with isn't just something that's fake, isn't just you overthinking things. It's honestly real. If you're feeling worried about something, it's it's you actually may have an illness or some struggling. Yeah. Um, and when it comes to struggling with mental health in general, and like talking it about it with brown parents who'd understand there is a stigma around it and not actually in the brown community as well i think it is also stigmatizing the western world is just less stigmatized but this like even the idea of therapy or counseling is kind of like oh my god no she's crazy like there's definitely like that mentality behind it so i understand the struggle of being open about your mental health or mental illness and there is a difference between mental health and mental illness. Struggling with mental health just means like, like, oh, at certain times you're more stressed or you're not mentally feeling well or you're like in a slump. Like there's a difference and that usually is correlated with external factors. So for example, during finals week, you're probably a lot more stressed. If um, you went through something traumatic, like yes, that's going to affect your mental health. But like a mental illness, that is like biologically something so like depression or anxiety or like suicidal thoughts etc that is like a mental illness that is something that like that your brain does without you really having much of a say in it and that doesn't matter like people who struggle with depression I know or anxiety or suicidal thoughts it does not matter what the external factor is. It does not matter whether it's finals week their birthday something happy something sad their brain decides to flip on a switch and it just goes back and forth. It is just like a cycle of waves of happiness and sadness and really highs and really lows. And oftentimes, if you're in a household or if you're surrounded by people who don't really listen to you, who aren't accepting of like mental health or the concept of getting therapy in general, you might not even know that what you're being sad all the time is might be because you have depression, not feeling comfortable with yourself, hating yourself you know, having suicidal thoughts, having all of that, you might not even know that isn't normal and that isn't healthy because you might be brainwashed to thinking that like it's nothing. And that contributes to it a lot more. So recognizing it, recognizing that if you're going through a problem, if you're not feeling like even those, even like, like mental health things, like if you're distressed, still look at it, still check on it, still talk to someone, still like figure that out because you never know especially if you're in a household that doesn't really educate in like, honestly, in today's world, in today's school system, today's system, we don't get much like information or kids don't get much education on what mental health is, what, how to take care of yourself mentally, how to deal with stress, how to do this. And that's stuff that unfortunately, like a lot of times you were just figuring out yourself, but like, it's important to realize that you are not alone. Like you have to talk to other people you have to talk to people you trust yeah and um I've had friends that struggle with depression and I've had friends that struggle with like suicidal thoughts and 
when they're coming to you crying in tears that they can't go with their parents, you know there is a bigger problem than just what they're struggling with. But like those people have like slowly started talking to their parents and decided proper methods of like therapy and stuff. And they're privileged enough to have access to therapy. And I understand there is a privilege that comes with that. But having these conversations provides you with a larger support system than just yourself. Because when you're struggling with something like this, you need a support system that is not just you. And having other people to rely on the people you um, trust, it does not matter if it's family or friends or anyone else. Just having that person there can really help you in these times, just having someone to talk to, just feeling like you are not alone. Because a lot of times people who struggle with mental health or mental illness, like isolate themselves in these times because they feel like, they need to work on it themselves and no i would argue the opposite that you need that support group again to like reiterate that that support group may not always be your parents it, it sometimes like yeah try to commit communicate with your parents or just attempt it but sometimes parents can be absolutely impossible can yeah. be absolutely stubborn and in that point it's just hurting you more to attempt to do that right. and just so forget it just go find your close friends and if you don't have friends that make you feel this way, like just recognize your own feelings and, and leave them. Yeah. And you can even find just a trusted adult or anyone. It doesn't really have to be someone in particular, but just understanding who you have is, I think, a really good tool, as well as understanding what resources are available to you. So sometimes there is like therapy that is um, specifically made cheaper. Like I know of BetterHelp, which is like online therapy. Um, or other resources online that you can find that will help you. And then for people that are struggling with like anxiety or depression, usually if you Google like breathing techniques, I know that can help. Like that way, if you ever have a panic attack, you kind of know how to like act on that or depression. Like a lot of people with um, depression, finding a routine kind of helps them. So, or like even journaling, walking, exercising, like, Figuring out what works for you can be really helpful. And obviously, like therapy is the best option, but sometimes it's not viable because therapy is expensive. And if that's not an option for you, finding your next best alternative is also really important. And like a personal example, um, again, this is something that's like unhealthy for me. And like sometimes I tend to like cage on my feelings and try and deal with my problems on my own. And that isn't healthy all the time. And like, I do have people that I go to, to talk to when I'm like extremely stressed or when I explode. And, but like, here's one thing that I found like really helpful, especially because um, like, I, I don't go to therapy, not because I think it's a bad thing or anything, just because like, it's often stigmatized in family and things like that. And obviously like, like it's the stigma around therapy is stupid it shouldn't be there because therapy is not for crazy people but like something I do to have like to find resources to have help is honestly just go on YouTube go on the internet and I just google how I'm feeling so sometimes I'm just saying like what to do when you're feeling stressed what to do when you're feeling less than someone else how to stop thinking how to stop comparing yourself this is all literally in my search history and, and those YouTube videos on YouTube like genuinely help there's people out there that talk and that talk you through things and make you feel more confident and podcasts like this podcasts like other I know there's so many other amazing podcasts out there that talk about mental health and how to deal with things and just listening to that finding resources online if you don't have the resources yeah um 
And I know like in this day, a lot of the things that were pushed on is like toxic positivity. And I think that's really annoying, this idea that you have to be always happy or always grateful or everything just gets better. Like that's annoying. That's really like irritating for someone that's struggling with mental health or mental illness and like idea that, oh, you should just be grateful. But like you can't control what is happening to your body. So I I understand that. So it's not um, about fine dealing with toxic positivity it's about just figuring out what works best for you and I obviously think like being grateful is important and it's just this like you don't always have to be happy feeling sad is a human normal emotion just because you're sad doesn't mean you're depressed and just because you're depressed doesn't mean you can't be sad like those two things are not necessarily correlated and yeah like again everyone's problems are valid no one's like in the sense like your problem is just as important as like someone else's you know don't and don't convince yourself and thinking like oh this isn't something I should worry about if you're feeling sad don't don't convince yourself like oh no, no no I shouldn't be feeling sad I should force myself to be happy like you should like work through that problem if you can't work through it yourself and obviously I don't recommend working through it yourself like talk to someone talk to a trusted friend and if you don't have a current good friend group or you and you also don't have a good like support system you know there's so many resources online there's so many resources out there and frankly I think you should find new friends <laughs> but also like when it comes to finding people that you want to like talk to about this type of thing you need to find people that make you feel like you aren't a burden for communicating how you feel because I think the way someone reacts to you telling them this whatever you're going through is really important because um personally when I've gone to tell people anything about this type of stuff the way they react really impacts me if they're supporting about it and they know what to say and they know how to deal with it it calms me down but when they almost invalidate how I'm feeling it doesn't help like it actually makes the situation worse because then I feel like I'm burdening them with my problems which adds an increase in stress and it's just it doesn't help your mental health so honestly, just like think about like who you're friends with. Think about how they make you feel. Do they make you feel like you are less than them, that you can't go to them? Do they do they oftentimes ignore your problems? Make if you're t- if you attempted to talk to them, do they be like, oh, why are you worried about that? I have to deal with this so much more. I have so many bigger problems. Like recognize that. Don't let yourself be fooled by thinking like, oh yeah, they do have bigger problems. Oh, it's me. It's me. I'm the problem. Don't let people gaslight you. Do not. <laughs> and it's not just your friends. It's just the people you're around. I think understanding how the people around you makes you feel is really important because that is your environment and your environment plays a huge role in your mental health. I think like this all mainly comes down to recognizing your emotions, recognizing how you're feeling. Don't undermine your feelings. If you're feeling stressed, don't be like, oh, it's just something small. I'll, I'll, if you're just deal with it, you know, just go out, figure out a solution, make yourself feel better, talk to someone and it's okay to be sad. It's okay to feel those feelings. Don't make yourself feel guilty for it. And just recognizing those emotions, recognizing your surroundings, realizing things is the biggest step because the second you realize that the second you notice that oh this isn't right this isn't something that I should be in this isn't a relationship this is a situation I don't like this emotion I'm feeling the second you recognize that is the second things will change yeah and for me personally um I've struggled with anxiety so 
for me, like what helped was understanding what triggers it. So for me, sometimes the triggers are random. Sometimes it can just be things that people say that it's just triggering to me and I will just leave the conversation because of it. Um, certain places is honestly triggering because they just <laughs> stimulate bad memories. Um, certain news, certain things like that can be triggering for me. And to this day, I don't know what fully can trigger it, but there are certain things that I would find more anxiety inducing. And honestly, some of the things that help me is having like a clean routine because things, when things are messy, that's a trigger for me because then it feels like my brain is messy so having like my room clean or my environment clean helps because it's almost like if I'm able to clean my environment I can also figure out what's going on in my head um and I know that's actually really common for a lot of people that struggle with anxiety it's just it's kind of a weird way our brains work so if that's you then you I would really recommend that um sometimes journaling can help because like as Sushi said being able to identify your emotions is really important and sometimes your brain can identify it but being forced to put it down on paper or type it in your notes app, it forces your brain to process the way that it's feeling into actual words and like I'll start journaling about something and by the end of it I'll realize what triggered what happened in the first place again like accepting like how you're feeling like I know there's some emotions like I do not want to admit that oh I'm jealous of this person oh I wish I was like this person I don't want to admit that to myself but in the end you have to admit it to yourself you have to recognize those emotions recognize how you're feeling good or bad and obviously being envious of someone is not a good emotion but you have to realize that it's human Mm -hmm. it's human it's normal you know and there's no good and bad guy you can't always be perfect and recognizing those emotion again, yeah, journaling does help. I resort to that method when I'm like feeling extremely stressed. I write down how I'm feeling. I rant. I say awful things. And I need to say those awful things. And it's just how I'm feeling. And I look back at it and I read it and I'm like, oh, I moved on. That yeah. really helps. And I think that's actually really comforting. If you're someone who deletes your notes or whatever, um, I would recommend like leaving it because then months later, if you ever choose to revisit what you wrote, it's really interesting to see your growth because sometimes when, especially when you're struggling with mental health, you always feel stuck. You feel like you're always struggling. But when you have something that is a tangible reflection of your growth, it's really helpful because it's like evidence. It proves that you're not the same person you were a few months ago. And I think that's really comforting. And that honestly serves as help for me. Like a lot of things, how I look at it now, how I used to not look at it would be like, oh, I don't, don't stress yourself out too much because it will pass. You will not think about your grade. You'll not think about the stress that you felt in your grades, like 10 years from now. And just realizing that movement, that growth really helps you in like future situations realize that this will pass this stress will mm-hmm. pass and even it and this and like trust me like if you're going through like serious mental problems like anxiety depression and things like that are common like constant daily things and things that don't pass recognizing that and getting the help you need is so important and even if you're in a household and environment that it's difficult to get it finding methods there's resources online there's so many resources like I know I know Haven has like some free like um, free therapy sessions you could do without a parent's permission, like the first few. Yeah, but that's for domestic abuse victims and sexual assault cases. So if those are things that um, you went through and that is what's triggering your mental health or I mean mental illness, then yes, those are absolutely great resources, but that is only accessible in the state of Michigan. But yes, I know all over the state, 
I mean, all over the country, there are resources. There are resources online and resources near you. All you need to do is a Google search. But um, another thing that helps me is exercise, which um, like it's biologically proven that like when we exercise, we release hormones and those kind of help. So for me, it's also like, um, if I'm overthinking about something or too much is going on, forcing myself to ex- exercise, you think when you're exercising, you're thinking like, oh my God, I'm literally dying. Like, oh my God, I have to finish this set, whatever. So then it's a distraction for your brain. And by the end of it, your body feels good and it tires out your brain. And I think that's a good method as well. And for those of you who are more like me and who can't like really like stick to routine, who can't really force yourself to doing things like for me, I actually like cleaning my room and exercising does help. Like when my space is, it, feel, it feels like I did something, but finding that motivation to do it and finding that motivation to bring yourself to do it, bring yourself to exercise, bring yourself to clean your room, even if you just don't feel like it. I feel like that's something that like, at least how I find the motivation is I watch YouTube videos again. I watch people's daily routines and then I'm like, okay, let me go clean my room. And <laughs> like my biggest distraction, honestly, would be my phone. I'd play some music. I would find a distraction, I'd call a friend, have them occupy my phone and then go do my, clean my room, go exercise. Oh no, that's so true. Finding the motivation, it's so like dependent on who you are. Like sometimes for me, like the feeling like I did something is motivating. So I like make to do it or whatever. And you would think it's like, Sometimes when you can't even get yourself to do the hard things, my to-do list will seriously look like take a shower, eat a breakfast, and that is it. If if I am able to do that, that is motivation. Because to me, it's like I accomplished something. I took a shower. I ate breakfast. I cleaned my room. And then slowly, slowly, I'm like, okay, then I can do my homework. Then I can do this. And it helps me regain that motivation. No, yeah. And honestly, finding motivation is still something that I am working on and looking for, especially now. I just finished school and finding motivation to do my other things that I have to do has been kind of hard because I've just been sitting rotting. Because school is very stressful and it can really burn people out, especially like when you're towards the end of the year. It is a very very long stretch to the finish line I I 100% agree with that so figuring out what methods work for you is really helpful to make sure that you're not burned out and that you're not struggling with your mental health and honestly just starting just do it just the second you do it and again like putting yourself to a routine like it will help like the second you write it down you'll be like oh let me just do it like for example like one habit that I like developed was when I was a young kid I didn't brush my teeth twice a day right but then I forced myself to do it every single day and now I cannot sleep without brushing my teeth <laughs> like things yeah, like that it's like small things that just help you build up that motivation and it doesn't matter what it is for you whether it is exercising journaling talking to a friend it's just, but you just have to understand what triggers it and what motivates you like for me Social media can sometimes be triggering. Like if I'm scrolling on TikTok or Instagram or whatever for hours on end, that's triggering because I feel like I'm not doing anything. Yeah. So like, like I will force myself to like put my phone down and read a book, or even I'll put I'll literally force myself to put my phone down and instead watch Netflix, because that for me is less anxiety-inducing than like going on TikTok for hours. Because then you're in that like endless cycle, which I don't feel like I have. Endless scrolling. Yeah, yeah. There's like yeah. So it's and then for other people, it's like it doesn't affect them. And for some people, everything, even Netflix will affect them. So it's just 
so dependent on what it is for you. So spending time to figure out what works for you and which triggers are is, I think, the first step and the most important step in figuring out how to help yourself. And then taking time off for yourself, you know, recognizing your own feelings, just taking time off to feel yourself and be present in the world, I think is also something that could honestly help you and encompasses everything. And at the end of the day, your, um, your, your journey with mental health is exactly that a journey. Sometimes it can be good and it may seem that everything is working and at other times, not so much, but understanding that it is not your fault and that it's okay to struggle with mental health is a great start.